Welcome to the Servants of Fire podcast, where we dive into real-life application of the prophetic, evangelism, pastoring, healing, and so much more. We'll have special guests and your host, Alvin Kaufman. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Servants of Fire podcast. Please rate and subscribe this podcast. Share this with your friends if you really enjoyed this give this away this one with tj green is awesome i love the testimonies that he shares and it's gonna really fill some people that are hungry with what they need to be filled with good testimonies of what god has done and is willing to do again so the power of testimony as tj was even sharing one gold dust and and a manifestation of god just started to come on his desk as he was sharing it so you're going to hear a little bit about that but please rate and subscribe and share this with your friends and thank you so much for tuning in so today i'm joined by uh, tj green uh we're doing another live interview so this is my second one i've never uh really done it on facebook before so last time i did it with darren canning it uh went went pretty good i think um so uh yeah, we have a couple couple more users on. So, TJ, if you could maybe just tell people, introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and, and what yeah. you do. Well, uh, thank you so much, Alvin, for having me on. This is great. Uh, I got to do a podcast with you uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, about hearing God's voice. And uh, that's really something that our, our ministry has been very passionate about, is activating people in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit from a foundation of identity and in in love. Um, we believe all the gifts of the Spirit that that we I really love. I'm I, I'm a revivalist. I love you know prophecy and miracles and the resurrection of the dead. And I just I love the glory and I love seeing God move in a mighty way. But I, I I've seen in the Scriptures that the fruit of the Spirit peace, love, joy. These are more powerful weapons against the kingdom of darkness than even all the gifts of the spirit. In fact, all of the gifts of the spirit, they function out of a foundation of love. It's who God is and who it's who we were created in the image of. And so I love um, activating people in a supernatural, natural life. Um, and I love seeing people discipled in that. And uh, so our ministry is TJ Green Ministries. Our website is tjgreen.ca. And I get to minister with uh, Voice of Revival, which is an international ministry, really focused here in Canada, revival ministry, itinerant ministry. Um, Samuel Robinson uh, is the leader of uh, Voice of Revival. And Charlie Robinson, who's a real you know, father of revival in the nation of Canada, and so um, he's a spiritual father of ours. And we're a part of an amazing, incredible church called the Summit Church here in Edmonton with uh, uh, Chris Mathis um, is our lead pastor. And so I build the local church, but I also get to mm. build uh, the national church and get to travel, got to travel to uh, Peru and Ecuador and uh, Colombia, um, all through the States, Germany and a lot of Canada and just to spread the gospel. Our heart is really 
family revival. Revival is not just a moment, but you can have revival in your marriage. You can have revival mm -hmm. with your children. You can have revival in your living room. I think I love revival and it shouldn't just be a moment. It should be beyond a lifestyle. It should be an inheritance. The Bible says a wise man um, passes on an inheritance to his children's children. So I want to pass on a legacy and an inheritance of revival to my grandchildren. And so uh, I, I, I love revival. I love awakening, but I think it should it should make a practical difference in your life. And so, yeah, we're very active on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, but you can find all of our connection there on tjgreen.ca and be a part of uh, our online mentorships. Um, we, we train people throughout the month online in uh, healing and miracles, evangelism, and the moving in the power of God. So Alvin, thank you so much for having me on and being able to share a little bit about our background. No, that's great, TJ. Um, so kind of the nature of this broadcast and, and what I wanted to talk to TJ about is uh, if you can maybe just tell us, TJ, I know that you were at Frontline, the church there for a while, yeah. and you you have actually, uh, you know, most of us would get celebrity syndrome around a lot of the people that you have been around and seen minister and, you know, yeah. just done life and, and dinners and stuff like that with. And yeah. I wanted to get you on to actually talk about doing relationships with the champions or running with champions yeah. as a title kind of, and yeah. not, uh, not looking at it from a competitive way, but like yeah. in a way of a spiritual mother and a father. And, yeah. and even the people you do ministry with now, yeah. I think it's important for the conversations to kind of go around this. How do we keep out of envy? How do we keep out of getting in that competitive spirit and how do we just do it as family and lifting yeah. others up in the kingdom. And and so maybe if you could just talk about Frontline yeah. and just some of the names that you've been around and, and it's not to name drop, it's just yeah, that's been your life. So just go yeah. ahead and share. Well yeah, I think it's an interesting thing sometimes when you when when you do ministry or and you start to have platforms and uh um, ministry can quickly uh, become about building your ministry instead of uh, about building the kingdom of God. I think that's a heart check. Everybody as a pastor, a minister, a leader, we always need to have that heart check that is this drawing people unto you or is it drawing people unto Jesus? And uh, it's okay to be a vessel. It's okay to be a church and say, hey, you should come to our church and you know, you believe that your church is you know, a powerful outlet for people to get connected into the family of God. God and into the kingdom of God. And, and so, but it's also, I think we, we often forget the power of humility and, um, and Jesus taught strange, strange mysteries about, um, the, the meek shall inherit the kingdom, uh, that meek shall inherit the earth. And, uh, he, he, he taught his disciples how to wash feet, you know, like he, he went about things now G and Jesus was the ultimate superstar of his day. Like he was mm. being thronged by people. Um, he couldn't go into Jerusalem because of the miracles and, uh, the healings for a long time. He couldn't go into the places where he really wanted to go into because he, he kept telling people don't tell anybody about this miracle, but they couldn't hold it in. <laughs> so they would say, hey, I've, I can see now I've, I've been healed of blindness. And so the fame actually spread. Hmm. And I think, you know, that's the heart of all ministry is that we want to make Jesus famous. We want to make Jesus famous, but we also do that by being humble as he is. And, and, you know, there was a prophecy about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Here is your king, meek and lowly 
riding on a donkey. Wow. This is how he entered into his kingdom, meek and lowly riding on a donkey. And I think we often forget about the power of humility. And, and, and there's a difference between, you know, confidence, being confident and, and being powerfully humble. Because wow. Jesus knew who he was. He, he had been identified by the Heavenly Father. This is my son. <laughs> who I am well pleased before Jesus had healed anybody before Jesus had Jesus had saved anybody before Jesus had done any ministry the father was saying I have pleasure in my son and I think that is the foundation of ministry that we need to know who we are as a son mm-hmm. before any of the other titles you know the other titles don't really I think family titles are the highest titles in the kingdom of God you know, there's all these beautiful titles, the apostle, you know, <laughs> pastor, teacher, evangelist. You know, it, there was titles for Jesus. There's titles for God. All these amazing names for Jesus, amazing names for God. And Jesus says, hey, you want to you want to pray like I pray here? I'm going to teach you how to pray. He was teaching his disciples to pray. Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy. Here is the mm. title. You, you, you call him Dad and you get everything. And so I think in the kingdom of God, the highest titles of honor are mother and father. Wow, and we're coming up to Mother's wow. Day here too. And I think we we've underestimated family ministry. We've mm-hmm. underestimated our ministry to sons and ministry to our wife. That you know, like it's apostolic ministry for me to raise my nine year old as a champion, wow. and, and to see him lay hands on the sick and heal people, to see him share the gospel, to give him a voice, to give him my voice, to give him my platform. And I th- I think we need to do that as a church. And I feel like there is a family revival happening where I, there was this move, uh, I believe, really kind of came out of Bethel. I know Chris Valentin was saying it, that there's there's uh, a faceless and name, nameless generation. And I, I absolutely uh, think that it, it is both end. There are going to be faces. There are going to be champions. There are going to be leaders. But it's also a faceless, nameless generation. So we give honor to where honor is due. But it's not because they can do what we can't do. It's because they're actually called to make a way for all of us to do the work of the evangelist, do the work mm-hmm. of the prophet. And so there's this old wineskin of only the prophet prophesies and only the preacher preaches and only the teacher teaches and only the evangelist evangelizes. And that has held back the church for so many years because it's made us into consumers instead of a family of God. Wow. I, want, I want you to think about this for a second. The, the Trinity is the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It is uh, perfect unity, perfect unity. And, and we still debate about, you know, the Trinity because it's like this concept that's hard to humanly, intellectually understand the Father, the Son, whole, perfect three in one. This is, this is who God is. But um, God's invited us into that communion, into that relationship. <laughs> We're invited into the center of that. He's, it, this is what Christianity is, is union with, with God. And so um, what higher title can you have? in the kingdom than a son of God. Hmm. And so I've gotten to be around amazing men and women in God. And uh, really, I started in um, Sylvan Lake um, when I was around uh, in, in at Frontline Ministries. But actually, before that, when I was uh, a kid, when I was three years old, four years old, I remember being in Rama, uh, where my dad was going to Bible school and seeing Kenneth Hagin pray wow. for hundreds of people and and it would be like a hundred he would wave his hand and a hundred people would fall under that anointing now me being in that service um i feel even as a three-year-old boy i received an impartation Mm -hmm. 
What is impartation? I believe impartation is when you honor the gift that somebody else is moving in. You honor the gift of God on somebody else's life and it activates something in your own life. I believe we have all the gifts that are, are alive and well in our in our being. We have the Holy Spirit, the giver of all gifts, and we can operate in crazy word of knowledge. We can operate in the resurrection of the dead. We can operate in these you know powerful gifts of the Spirit. But sometimes when we get around people, our gifts get activated. They get stirred up. And mm-hmm. so when I'm around my friend John Raz, I um, evangelism gets stirred up in my life, and I start sharing the gospel more than I usually do because he is an evangelist, and he stirs up that gift that's mm-hmm. already there in my life. But you know, for some, for a season in my life, it was dormant. But I got around somebody who I honored, and through friendship and just being in proximity, the gifting on their life raised that anointing in my life to do the exact same. When I've been around Samuel Robinson, and he's operating in prophetic and the word of knowledge, my the gift of prophecy and the, uh, the anointing to, to move in word of knowledge, it goes to a higher level. And so we do, we, we like to say friendship is the highest level of ministry. Wow. You know, friend, there was a couple of verses in the Bible where it talks about fr- who are the friends of God. You know, David was a friend of God. There's people who caught on to not religion. They caught on to friendship with God. Enoch walked with God and then mm-hmm. was no more. He was raptured up. He was caught up because he was so close to walking with God and, and, and entering into friendship with God. And so I think these are the titles, friends of God, sons of God. Um, you know, I think we need in the church, we need to get stripped of entitlement to titles they become idols in the church we need to get stripped of those because it's actually held back the lay people i don't even like that term the lay people that that's kind of a weird (laughs) term i don't even know it's not in the bible i don't think i don't know where that came from but it's like we're all sons and daughters that's who we are identified Mm -hmm. and, and we can all evangelize and we can all move in this stuff and so these apostles these prophets these teachers they stir up that gift in all of us and so um, I don't know if that answers your question. We can go into more. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, more in, in that question uh, there, Alvin. Sure. No, that, that was great, TJ. I think that's um, a good summary of things and, and some people that you've been around. Uh, so what would be, uh, it's probably taken you a while to kind of get into that mindset where you're at now. So was there times that you did struggle with insecurities or comparison and, and, how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think um, I think the way to overcome the way to overcome comparison is, as I've already said, is discovering who I am in Christ mm. Jesus, who God is in me, who Christ is in me, who I am in Christ Jesus. And there's going to be boldness on my life when that happens. Um, it's not going to be selfish ambition, but I'll actually have ambition to build the kingdom of God. I'll be able to dream with God. I'll be able to even lead ministries um, when I find out who, the DNA of who God is in me. Mm-hmm. And so spending time serving other people is so valuable. And I've, I've had the privilege, you know, being at frontline ministries there in, in Sylvan Lake and Red Deer, Alberta. Um, they, they put on massive conferences and I got to, what, what a privilege I got to, you know, drive Bobby Connor around and, uh, I got to drive, you know, Paul Keith Davis around. I got to be at suppers with some amazing generals, um, in the faith and being around them and just serving them and seeing God move through for, for them was preparation for, um, 
for what God wanted to do in my life. And I think we've got to make sure that we don't deny our seasons or, um, you know, like we don't, um, we don't, we, we don't, uh, I think many people are promoted before they're actually ready. And I think we, we need to be okay being the shepherd mm-hmm. and the, you know, David was the shepherd in the shepherd's field and it was a season of preparation from, he was just helping. He was just helping his dad. He was just taking care of the sheep and it was preparing him to be the greatest king of Israel during that time where he spent writing Psalms to God and spending time with the Lord in the secret mm-hmm. place. It was preparing him for the greatness of, of God. And even, and even in humility, he wouldn't take on um, that, that ministry or that title before um, God prepared it and God made a way for it. He wouldn't, uh, create an Ishmael like a- like Abraham. He wouldn't try to go ahead and answer his own prayer. He let God do the leading and guiding and he waited for the for the door to open at the right time. Even though it was prophesied for him to be, you know, um I'm king long before. I think it was on like 15 years before it actually happened. He had this promise from God of mm-hmm. greatness, of impact, of, you know, of fame, of, you know, like importance on his life and he he was running for his own life in, in Philistine country, you know, you know, the story of Ziklag. So I think anytime you get into competition, the enemy loves competition. He loves comparison and competition because as soon as you start to yield to those, um, that, that system, wow. you're capped. Uh, you start to look at some, it's, it's almost like looking at somebody else's ministry or success or giftings with jealousy and say, man, I wish I had, that and you've capped what God wanted to do in your life. You've immediately put a cap on what God wants to do. So, um, like I said, with with honor, when you position yourself with honor, you actually receive what is on that person's life. And so, I've I've had the honor of being in, um, you know, in in the room with. I, I remember, you know, you talk about superstars like John Paul Jackson had a significant impact wow. in my life. Um, I remember when my eyes were first opened in a revival service where I started seeing in the spirit for the first time, seeing colors over people, seeing uh, angels so big that they were standing, the hot, top half was standing outside of the building. I had to go outside of the church to look at the, the top half of the angel and just my eyes were being opened and it was just crazy and I had nobody to process with. And so I found uh, these podcasts called Fireside Podcast mm-hmm. with John Paul Jackson, where just sort of Q&A just answers people's questions about the supernatural. And he would come at it from so many different perspectives. Uh, you know, he'd come at it from a scientific because he's yep. a very, yep. you know, smart, brilliant man. And so he studied quantum physics. And so he would come at it even from a scientific perspective, what people were experiencing in the spirit, how it was affecting even the natural. And I was like, I was fascinated by it. But then he would also come at it from a spiritual perspective. And then he'd come at it from a scriptural perspective, (laughs) three different almost perspectives that I'm like, I had nobody to process with. And I thought I was losing my mind, you know, like seeing things, hearing things. I thought I was going to tell some of my friends and they thought, (laughs) yeah, you are going crazy. (laughs) But then I listened to this podcast. I'm like, wow, this Mm. is actually real. This is actually scriptural. This is actually legit. And so I remember meeting him in the first time as he'd been a spiritual mentor or father of mine for for years without him ever knowing me. But I remember shaking his hand and and just being like, 
<laughs> it was the moment where I'm like, I've been wait. I, this is all I said. This is how I introduced myself. It's so embarrassing now. But I'm like, I have been waiting for this moment for so long. And I didn't say anything after that. I just <laughs> but 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 you know, he's just he's just he was a gentle, kind, humble, normal, uh, you know you know, man of God who likes, you know, to cream in his tea. And, you know, like, it's just, he, he's just chill and he's just normal and he's just fun. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people, like when you meet them, you, you actually even start to see some, maybe their mm -hmm. character flaws. And then man, the star, the star stain, you know, glasses start to wear off where you see, well, yeah. they're, they're leaders of these math ministries yet. There's, they've mm -hmm. still got their own personal battles and they just, they deal with things, you know, just like everybody else deals with impatience and, you know, different things like that. So it's, it's, it's funny when you see, hey, we're all human and there are leaders in a, there are leaders here. But when you put them up on pedestals, sometimes I think in the body of Christ, we put people up on pedestals and we expect them to be perfect. And their fall has been so great because yeah. we put them up there. Yeah. on that pedestal and think they can do no wrong and then when they're public they're they're you know they were lifted up in the church's view we put them up on a pedestal then their fall was that great and some people who've had great impact in the kingdom of god have never had recovery because now once they've made a mistake as the church we kind of write them off which is so mm -hmm. so horrible i think we should be able to restore people to you know restore people especially to the family god this is what i think in restoration sometimes we get things mixed up and we want to restore people to ministry no we need to restore people to to god we need to restore people to family and we need to restore people to the church before the if any the last thing we need to do is restore mm -hmm. them to ministry but we need to restore them to family we need because that's more important. We need to restore them to the body of Christ. We need to sow forgiveness. We need to sow grace and restore them so that they're in a healthy environment where they can actually be sheltered and they can actually grow in God strong again instead of putting them up there for target practice for the enemy and the world and the church. <laughs> there needs to be some protection over our brothers and sisters in Christ. I think about um, Noah's sons where he was naked and drunk and and two of the one made fun and mocked and the other two went backwards and they covered noah's nakedness they covered his mistake and that's not to say like we sweep things under the rug but we we don't expose people uh and 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 so it makes us look better try to see people made healthy and i think that's where correction always needs to be done in private and stuff like no, that i know i'm getting a little bit off base but i think this is this is where mm -hmm. it comes to family if it's family we don't just hire and fire our dad if it's in a political religious system yeah then you're hiring and firing and stuff but if we're in family it's about hey we all make mistakes how can we how can we grow through this and sometimes failures can be a great great bonding moment in family this is what i've learned in ministry that it's a great bonding moment when you can handle mm -hmm. failure right and you can and you can and you can own your mistakes and you can grow from them and you can own up to the people that you've hurt maybe from making those mistakes and you can cry with them and then you can get healthy and and you don't make that mistake you learn from that and you grow and there's health in that i know man we just got went into some deep <laughs> you need to hear that. that i think that's so good um I'll kind of bring it back around to competition. And I, it was interesting when you were bringing up David, but one of his first tests was Goliath and it, it was competition. Yeah. And and yet he was yeah. so <laughs> humble and had humility, you know, and he just picks up five rocks and goes to the voice of God. 
and gets direction on how yeah. to fight the battle. Um, and so he didn't he didn't go with competition, but he went with the the word of the Lord. So I, yeah, I yeah. absolutely love that. So um, TJ, do, do you have any um, any other conversations or things that you know? some of these leaders have just spoken into your life that really prepared you for what you're doing now and, and what you are going to be doing? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's, you know, I can't, I, sometimes I can't share everything because the, like, well, I'm thinking more of, you know, I've had secret place encounters with God that where God hasn't, you know, released mm -hmm. me to share everything. Cause sometimes, um, I believe a, a prophet, a prophet, um, not that I'm a prophet, but people who are, have a strong anointing in the, in the prophetic have heard secrets from God that I feel like they, they haven't released. And I, I think God loves to trust people who, mm -hmm. uh, with secrets and sometimes things are for everybody and to be, you know, shared and decreed and declared. And, but I think a real true prophet probably shares, a very small percentage of what he actually wow. hears. And and so I think this is what we have to learn about being sons and daughters is in the secret place. This is what Bobby Connor shared is that he shouts his truth, but he whispers wow. his secrets and it actually takes getting closer to God and leaning in um, and being a beloved, you know, to actually hear the secrets in the secret place. And it's not just to be prostituted for your ministry to build your ministry. And so I think, you know, that's that's where. You know, everything that you hear from God not, it doesn't necessarily need mm -hmm. to be a sermon, doesn't necessarily need to be a Facebook <laughs> Live. Sometimes there's things from God that mm -hmm. are just for you. And that's powerful when God knows that he can trust you and he can speak to mm -hmm. you as a friend. You know, a friend, a real friend doesn't just broadcast all your secrets. <laughs> you know, a real friend is trusted. And I want to be a friend of God. But there's been a few conversations that I've had in green rooms, which I sometimes I think are funny, but it's good. You know, it's OK to have a place where you can kind of rest and prepare behind stage. But um, it's not to keep people away. It should never be to be keep people away from the man of God. It's like we are all, yeah. you know, sons and daughters of God. I believe there absolutely is a level playing field. And we do have fathers. We do have fathers and mothers in the faith. And we do honor those fathers and mothers in the faith. You know, the Catherine Kuhlmans and different people have had such impact. There's people that are like T.D. Jakes, man, mm -hmm. they deserve honor because what they've gone through and what they've plowed to prepare a way for everybody else. That's powerful when you have a lot of father, a lot of sons. But getting around to your question, uh, one time I was in uh, the back room um, hanging out after the service with Joshua Mills, and we were we were just talking about um, what he does with his family, which I found is so refreshing. Refreshing. He loves to take his family mm -hmm. to Disneyland, and loves to go to Disneyland. And he was telling me about how he they kind of reward themselves after ministry. They try to go do something fun as a family because he wants his kids to be raised up in an atmosphere where ministry and church wow. is fun. Doing the work mm -hmm. of the gospel is fun. It's not a chore. It's not you know. Um, shoot, we have to go to church again. He wanted it to be and be fun for his kids. And so after ministry, they would go and do something fun, whether it be an ice cream or something small or go to, you know, like Disneyland. <laughs> and so he, he was talking about how he loves Disneyland's and all, Disneyland and all the rides and stuff like that. While he's talking about that, you know, Joshua has an anointing. There's mm -hmm. glory that, you, you know, just surrounds him. And the tablecloth that we were um, – sitting at it started to get filled up wow. with gold dust 
like legit real deal signs and wonders gold dust was filling up all over this tablecloth and i was just like in awe the the beautiful thing with joshua mills was like um he was like oh my god you know it was like he was a kid again it was like he's seen it so many times yet he's still in awe wow. of the signs and wonders of god he's like oh my goodness look at this <laughs> like he was a kid look at wow look at this we're just sitting there and while we look at it it starts to get bigger and bigger i actually can see some on my desk right now while i'm talking about it and this is the interesting thing is when you start to talk yeah. i can feel the anointed right now to talk about the glory of god when you start to talk about holy spirit he likes to manifest he likes to show off he likes to show his realness in our lives and and signs mm. do make you wonder and there's secrets that god is drawing us into and so wow this is so good getting so blessed just even revisiting the story right now but but i just and then he says oh my goodness look at this and he showed me his hands his hands had wow. silver dust all over his hands and so he put his hands down on the table and there's these silver handprints <laughs> the gold dust. and you could start to see in his hairline um like sapphire wow. purple dust to appear in his hairline well we were just we weren't talking about ministry necessarily we were talking about fun and i was thinking man god is so crazy so fun he's not religious he, he can't put him in a box he's in this he's with mm. us in disneyland you know he's with us when we go take our kids for an ice cream and 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 uh, to me it was a sign and a, a, that god's anointing is on yeah. family ministry he was talking about how just doing ministry yeah. with his family and not getting mm. burned out and taking time to to rejuvenate and enjoy life with god and so you can pour out to god's people and, and encourage them and build wow. the kingdom of god another another time yeah. i'll share yeah. one other go story if that's that's okay I don't know if you've heard of uh, Neville yeah. Neville yeah. Johnson, but we were um, we were upstairs. This all happened actually with Frontline Ministries, which I met you the first time I met yeah. you was at Frontline Ministries, and so we were in um, an upper room there in the green room, asking Neville Johnson questions. There was about maybe twenty of us leaders that got to be there and just kind of do a small little intimate Q and A with Neville Johnson. And one of our, one of my friends, uh, Andrew, he he said, Neville, how did you first start seeing in the spirit? And then he says, Well, have you ever seen a flash out of the corner of your eye, and you looked and there was nothing there? He says, Usually that's an angel, mm -hmm. a flash of light out of the corner of your eye, and you look and there's nothing there. But if he says, If you would turn and look with the eyes of your heart, you'll start to see the kingdom wow. of light. You'll start to see what God doing you start to focus on light what god is doing all around you. you'll start to see angels more you'll start to see so and 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 he says like my eyes are wide open he's looked out the window and he says i can see demons and angels flying by the window right now and but the the in the room you could feel and sense wow. the fear of god when he started saying this you it wasn't somebody just you know it, this was real this was legit and people like i could sense angelic activity when he started to talk about it and you know we, we talk about this less we don't mm -hmm. worship angels but it would be foolish to worship angels but i believe it would just be just as foolish yeah. to ignore them because we all mm -hmm. have ministering spirits around our lives and i think god wants to bring us into a more awareness how to co-labor with the heavenlies co-labor with heaven and so I felt the fear of God in that room, and I thought it was so special. I was thanking God, like, God, thank you that I was in this room at this moment just because this is causing me to see you better. This is causing me to to want to know you more and, and, and spend my life looking and seeing how you're seeing. 
And so that, yeah, two moments that I was really super, super wow. grateful it, for. It's so good. Thank you for, for sharing those TJ. <laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm still undone. I just about that story about the, the table. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. So, um, there's one thing. Oh, one thing that I was going to share, uh, and you kind of talked about just talking about family and, and doing life together and, and how, yeah. you know, God just showed up on the table like that. And I remember there's a season in my life where, uh, I just, mm. I had our first kid and he was really young and I was preparing to go on a ministry trip to minister to some youth. And the season before that, I, I had a lot of time to myself and I could just spend time with God and, you know, you'd pray for hours and, and that's how I knew how to seek God. And so I'm preparing for this ministry trip and, and um, our little one, you know, needed a bath. And I, I just went into my room and just, you know, just started seeking God how I used to seek him and, and remember him coming and just sharing things with me. And my wife came in and she's like, hey, can you give Isaiah, that's our oldest boy, he was he was probably like a year maybe at that time, can you give Isaiah a bath? And, you know, I was like frustrated, you know, because it's like, this is my secret place. Like, you know, you're interrupting me. And I was like, like frustrated. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give him a bath. And, and you know, I, I had gotten the time to read a little bit and I was reading about Moses. And uh, so I went and gave him a bath. And, you know, I mean, I'm giving him a bath and all of a sudden God just downloads what I was supposed to speak. And he just shared with me how Moses was actually tending the sheep when he had the burning bush experience. He, he was just doing life. Wow. And, and he was like out of, yeah. out of me processing all that and finding God in that place. This is a message that he was given me to give out. And I was like, God doesn't want to yeah. just meet us when we're in the secret place. He wants to meet us when we're doing life. And, and I was yes. just like, man, I was crying and I'm just like so undone, but it, like it, that'll never leave me because I don't have to contend to find that place when I'm one on one with God. I can be finding him when I'm with my family or giving my kid a bath and, and God just shows up and speaks. And so, yeah, so that story that reminded me of that. And I just wanted to share that for, for people. So, yeah. so good, man. <laughs> so that, that I've had many of moments like that with my with my son and um, in Jamaica, not doing ministry and kind of like. God, I, I haven't seen anybody saved in a month. I haven't prophesied oh. over anybody. I haven't seen anybody healed. I haven't, you know, preached. I'm like just been stuck in this house. And and God has been like, he, he, he corrected me in that moment. He said, TJ, the most important thing that you could be doing now to build the kingdom of God is, teach, is, poor, is learning how to be a dad and take care of your son and pray for your son and, and play with your son. That's so good. Well, maybe we'll kind of leave the interview there. Uh, we got about 20 minutes or 15 minutes left. Um, can, can you first yeah. off, TJ, I just really feel this, that there's just like an activation actually for people listening or even watching right now, just to see in the spirit and actually be aware of what's going on around us. Can you just pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. I, I see a few people. If you're online right now, um, yeah, feel free to share the broadcast so more people can jump on. I see a few people right now. I can't wait to pray for you, Maria and Kimberly, Kathy. We're going to pray for uh, that God would bless us with uh, yeah. spiritual sight. And God wants to give us 2020 vision in wow. 2020. He wants to 
give us spiritual sight right now so that we can see from a proper prophetic view from a heavenly place what God is doing in the world. But he wants us to see. I used to see demons all the time. I used to see what the devil was doing. I grew up in the 80s where it was like everybody was demon hunting and it was all about spiritual warfare, <laughs> everything. And it was funny because it was it was like, when have I heard a message about Jesus uh, and, you know, being the victory and being ahead and not the tail? Because I grew up in the middle of a lot of spiritual warfare uh, theology. And, and I don't want to mm. focus on what the enemy is doing. I want to see God. I want to see what he's doing. And so I'm going to pray for all of you. If you're here right now, just go ahead and say, here, I'm here. I'm watching. I'm going to start praying for you guys. And we're going to pray. Why don't you do this too? Just put your hands on your eyes. God, we just thank yes, you Lord. for ISAB, supernatural ISAB right now, Father God. Would you help us fix our eyes on you? Would you fix mm -hmm. our eyes, God? <laughs> Would you fix our eyes? I, I pray even right now, if there's ish, people dealing with eye yes, issues, Lord. Father God, that there would be physical healing on irises, Father God, there would be physical healing. God, I pray for Kathy right now in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray, open her eyes. God, I just pray, even like Elisha prayed for his servant, Father God, um, that, that he would see the angel armies around the enemy that had surrounded them, that there was more for them than against them. God, I just, I just declare that over Kathy. There is more angelic help for you than the enemy against you. <laughs> the, the, the weapons of the, of the enemy will not prosper. Every weapon will not prosper, but it will be turned back on the enemy. Thank you, God. I see angels of assistant angels, ministering spirits, uh, warring angels around you, like uh, around your family, like a barrier, a barrier, a firewall around your family. God, I bless Kathy right now. And I thank you for spiritual eyesight, Lord, that, that she'd be able to fix her eyes on you, Jesus, and that she would be able to see exactly what you're doing in her family. You'd be, be able to see exactly what you're doing this year. Thank you, Lord for blessing Kathy with spiritual eyesight. God, I just thank you even she would see the angelic. She would know how to co-labor with the angelic. God, I thank you that Kathy's angels won't yes. be bored. <laughs> They're going to be active and released um, um, for her destiny. Yeah. In Jesus' mighty name, bless Kathy right now in yeah. Jesus' name. Wow, I see uh, Mar Marta on here. Praise God. Wow. God, I just declare the fire yes, of God over Mark right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for angels of fire and the Holy Spirit explosion on the inside of her. A fresh baptism of fire. God, would you give her eyes to see? God, I thank you for eyesight right now, spiritual eyesight. Uh, wow. I, I, Marta, I, I, I feel like God's saying you are going to see God in the land of the living. I, I feel like this is a year of seeing him move in such powerful ways in your life. This is going to be an incredible year, Marta. I bless you right now with sight and vision for 2020. The Lord says, um, without vision, people perish. And there's been some areas where I feel like that you felt like, man, I just feel like things are dying in my life. And I feel like this is a testimony that God is going to give you such incredible vision this year. The areas that felt like they were withering and not, not living, that they're going to come alive. Uh, there's going to be some dreams that you felt like have been dead, that God is going to give you fresh vision and they're going to come alive. This is a year of dreams coming alive with God and fresh vision for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. I bless you. Praise God. Emma, I see Emma. Thank you, Jesus. South Shalom Africa. from South Africa. 
That's so cool. God, we just bless Emma right now in Jesus' name. And I just see your icon is your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I thank you for blessing Emma with supernatural vision, supernatural vision. God, I just thank you even for faith to pray for eye miracles and even to see the blind see. I, I declare that, Father God, that they're walking in supernatural healing power to see blind eyes open. But I see that there's an anointing on your life, Emma, to see um, the 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 lost who have been blinded um that that they're going to have an encounter with the light and i feel like it's a paul encounter you're going to have an anointings to bring people to to the light and and even people who have persecuted the church and been the enemies of the church are going to be knocked off their high horse just like paul and then they're going to come and start to build the church i feel like your enemies (laughs) the people who have been uh persecuting you are going to become your prayer partners (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for Emma. I just bless her, Father God, for the spiritual vision. This is a year of turning around um, the, the weapons against you and the words against you. God's going to use them mm-hmm. for your advantage and, and be made famous in your life. I bless you, Emma, right now in Jesus' name. Shalom. Peace of God be over your life. Perfect peace. Shalom, shalom, shalom in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, thank you, God. Got, uh, let's see here. God. Got a... What about uh, Kim Patzer? Kim Patzer. Kim Patzer, bless you. Whew. Wow. I just, yeah. Thank you, Lord, for your compassion. And thank you, Lord, for your love. Whew. Wow, Kim, I bless you right now. I just feel like um, God is a rescuer and he is a Messiah. He is a savior. And I just see God saying everything is going to be okay. I feel I, I see God's rescue on your life, that there's some things that the enemy tried to destroy. I feel that has to do with relationships and maybe even with your family. I don't know if you have some some prodigals in your life that you've been praying for and believing God, but I, I just declare family revival over you right now in Jesus' name. That they're they're coming back on course. They're, that God is a rescuer. Even um, if they've gotten themselves in a very dire situation, um, I don't know if God is, I feel this compassion that I don't know if it's about your situation or someone close to you, but I just feel like God's saying there is rescue on the way. There is help on the way that he is the savior. He is the Messiah, the devil comes to kill steal and destroy but god comes to give life and life more abundantly so i declare over you kim abundant life and rescue right now in jesus mighty name thank you wow kathy had a dream this morning beautiful lush green high place and looking out over the mountain and seeing a green tornado made up of myriads of angels swirling in it going up and down heaven crying out to god to take me up (laughs) (laughs) wow wow that reminds me um alvin if it if it's okay i feel like that just man that just really sparked Mm -hmm. something in my spirit um when I was coming home from San Diego, I was at the Fire and Glory outpouring, ministering for Jeremy Nelson wow. and Miranda um, last right when this whole COVID thing started to break out. And I was flying back and to Edmonton to land in Edmonton. But while I was in the plane, um, I just looked out and I saw all these clouds and I felt just a, such a massive sense of peace. But while I was going to be landing into Edmonton, I had no idea the fear that I was going to be coming in, into an atmosphere of fear. Everybody with masks, people getting tests with swabs, no music on, nobody talking to each other. Mm. It was like dead quiet. It was like 
such a, a, a funeral. It almost felt like a funeral right there in the airport. And But I was in the airplane. While I was in the airplane, um, I was looking out at the clouds, feeling and sensing this massive you know, peace of God, the shalom, shalom of God. And then God said, go to Revelations 4. I went to Revelations 4.1, and it says, come up here. I have something to, to, to show you. There's a door open in the heavens and a loud voice saying, come up here. I've got something to show you. And so right then there, I felt like that verse was an open invitation into encounter with God. And I felt like I was with the Lord. I felt like I was in an encounter with God. And with my spiritual eyes, I started to see the father there sitting on the throne in, in this encounter. He says, look, look at what I'm doing. And he had all these letters and he was sending out these letters into people's mailboxes on the earth. And they were heavenly wow. invitations. They were invitations, heavenly encounters. During this season of isolation and lockdown, he was sending out these heavenly invitations. And in people's, and so I saw them shooting all over into people's mailboxes. Now I saw people open up their mailboxes and there was a flood of, um, there was a flood of junk mail. There was a mm. flood of spam. There was a flood of conspiracy theories wow. in their inbox, in their in their mailbox and but the wise ones got shifted through all the other junk mail found the air mail the mail that was marked air mail a heavenly invitation and that open door that type of invitation throne room encounter with god that john the revelator had i believe during this season god is saying there's an invitation to have those type of throne room encounters that will transform your life and transform so many other people's lives don't miss your heavenly invitation i felt like the lord saying don't miss your heavenly invitation don't get distracted with all the junk mail don't get drawn into ground warfare when i've called you into be seated in heavenly places not even warring not standing up shouting but having but mm -hmm. seated in christ seated in a heavenly place looking down on the earth in a proper prophetic lens seeing how god is seen laughing at the enemy's tactics because all of this is going to be used for our good and for our advantage and so i feel like yeah this is a time to be seated in heavenly places this is a time to have heavenly encounters don't get distracted with the conspiracy theories it's not that there aren't conspiracies yeah the devil is conspiring all the time just don't get drawn into it Amen. <laughs> don't get into the junk mail the advertisements all the spam Find your airmail. Find your heavenly visit visitation because now is a season to get raptured into the love and the power of God in those throne room encounters. Don't miss your invitation. Don't miss your visitation. I feel like this is very important right now for the that, church. Wow. So good. Praise so good. Yeah. Um, I think I have one more person. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Servants of Fire podcast. We'll catch you again. Mm -hmm.